Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited today to dive into our third part of really clearing the clutter in our houses. And today we are going to look into the Marie method, which has been something that's been pretty important in my life in the past couple of years. So I'm super excited to get into that. But before I do that, I really wanted to share with you guys this new thing that I'm trying. So I love teaching. I love giving workshops. I love doing them live, but I realize that everybody listening is all over the place. So I've learned to love how to do them virtually and people in my programs love them, but I really want to be able to offer every once in a while workshops to everyone for free. So I'm going to experiment for the next couple of months with what happens if we do a workshop every month. And the next one that I'm going to do coming up is all about how to plan for a day, how to plan for today so that our days don't run us, but we sort of can command them. And you might feel like sometimes your days run you when a kid is homesick or a boss derails what you think you're doing or you're traveling, or there's school vacation, or a snow day, or all the things that come up in our lives as moms balancing work and family and trying to be healthy ourselves and try to feed our kids well and all that good stuff. So that is going to be what this workshop is about. And it's my one of my favorite things to teach. So I hope that you guys sign up and join me for that. It's going to be in a couple weeks if you're listening to this in real time. So go to plansimplemeals.com slash workshop. That's what the URL is. Sorry. So plansimplemeals.com slash workshop. And if you're listening to this not in real time, what you'll see when you get there is the next workshop. So that way we'll have a workshop every month and you'll be able to sign up for the one at hand. Does that sound good? All right. Listen to this quote by Marie. She says, the space in which we live should be for the person we are becoming now, not for the person we were in the past. Don't you love that? Okay. So here's where this story begins. I feel like I was going to say it begins three years ago, but really the truth is that I remember being six or seven years old and sharing a room with my little brother. And we had a bunk bed, but we sort of had little areas that were just ourselves. And I remember my white desk and it had three drawers going down one side. And I remember just spending hours organizing and figuring out where things went and really feeling good after that got done. So I feel like it's been a long time that I've noticed that there is a correlation between tidying up and organizing and how I feel about really everything else around me. 
And so I think that that maybe is why this Marie Kondo book really resonated with me. So three years ago in a summer, so maybe three years and a few months ago, I was sitting on the beach and I was really trying my hardest to relax into a family vacation. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're on vacation and you just can't quite get there. It sounds good, but it's hard to relax. And it was one of those things that the vacation had just snuck up on me. And I felt like I had just left behind a hundred unfinished projects. So a few days in, I just decided to sit on the beach and watch my kids over the top of a book. And the book that I was reading was Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I literally let it read it from cover to cover while the rest of my family swam over the course of a couple hours. It's a pretty quick read. And the thing is about our vacation is it was summer, so we were not too far from home. We were just an hour and a half at a beach that we I've grown up, I grew up going to. And I remember my husband getting out of the water. And mind you, this was a couple days into probably a two-week stint at the beach. This was our time off as a family for the summer. And I just looked him in the eye and was like, I got to go. I got to go home. Just trust me. I'll be back in 24 hours, but I just got to go. And I literally got a ride back to the beach cottage we were renting and left my computer and anything to do with work there and got in the car and drove the hour and a half home. And within like six minutes of getting home, I had emptied my closet, my two drawers that are mine in our room that have clothes in them. I had gotten all the clothes out of the bins in the basement and I had gotten all the coats from the front hall closet. Basically, I had gone all around our house and found anything of mine that had to do with clothing. And I put it all on my bed in the biggest heap I had ever seen. And I started the process that Marie Kondo talks about. And this is what it looks like. I held each piece of clothing like close to my heart. And I just asked myself, does this give me joy? And it sounds so crazy, I know. But seven hours later, and it was kind of late at night, I had a pile that I was keeping and many trash bags that I was ready to let go of. And it was just the most amazing feeling. So I just think it was so amazing. One of the things that was so great about this whole experience was that I was doing this with my heart instead of my head. So I highly recommend reading the book. And actually, just recently, she came out with a Netflix series. So a lot of people gave me feedback that they thought the book was really sort of strict. But when you watch the Netflix show, you will see her kindness. And it's really inspiring, really inspiring to watch. And it sort of gives you, you know, with each case, I would watch the family ones and it sort of shows you what this process is. And this is what she says that really resonated with me, that we should keep, that we should be choosing what we want to keep, not what we want to get rid of. Isn't that an interesting twist on what we normally think of when we're decluttering? We should be choosing what we want to keep and not what we want to get rid of. So I've been planning this podcast for a while because I knew that I needed an expert on 
decluttering and that's what you guys got on episode one of this whole series with Deirdre and then I was super excited to talk with someone about Feng Shui and that's what you got on episode the last episode of this podcast with Sarah and so hopefully you've listened to those if you haven't they're not really in any specific order you can go back and listen to those I thought about hopping on and recording this episode kind of like a cliff notes to the book and just give you my top tips from reading it. But in the end, I remembered that my good friend, Lilia Flores, was doing this work at the same time I was. She's a parent at the same school where my kids go, and somehow this came up in conversation after I got back that summer, and she was knee-deep in this work as well. So every time I tackled the next thing, I would make sure that I checked in with her, and see where she was. And she got a little bit farther in this project than even I did. And so I thought it would be really fun to hop on with her and just talk about her experience and my experience. And throughout it, we start to give you the cliff notes of the book for sure. And then make sure to go download that planning sheet from the show notes of this episode, because that will really help you take your next step in making this shift in your own lifestyle. All right, you guys, let's get Lilia on the podcast. Lilia, I am so excited that you're here to talk about this method. <laughs> I'm so excited I'm not doing this alone. All right. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys, I just want to tell you a little bit about Lilia. So she's a friend of mine because our kids were actually in school together for many years. Um, she has two kids and so her two kids were with two of my kids. Um, so I got to see her, you know, since they were like, I guess four, right? In kindergarten. So they, yeah. they were young. <laughs> um, and I, it was just, it's, it's always fun. Those people in your life now that I have two in middle and high school and I realize you don't, you don't ever see the parents so you don't even know who your kids are with all day. Exactly. <laughs> so it's so fun to have these relationships with people who you've known since your kids were four. So mm -hmm. Lilia is a woman with so many hats because you're an engineer by trade, but then you've been a personal trainer and now you're studying to become a healer. And then I think it was right after you had taken your family away for a year, right? That you came back to do this whole tidying up thing. Is that when that was? Well, um, I actually this, uh, did this tidying up with, well, following the Marie Kondo method when um, I did it full heartedly a year after we came back from Mexico. Got it. Um, Yes, but when we went to Mexico, I actually had to learn to live uh, my life literally only by using whatever I had in my suitcase. You know what? That's really interesting because I think I did it. I think I got really into it a year after we got back. I think what happened was because we went away for a year too. So that's so interesting that that really made us both realize <laughs> <laughs> that there was too much stuff because it's so mm -hmm. freeing to live with so little stuff, right? Yeah, but the, I mean, I think I got into reading about it when we came back from Mexico. Yeah. And then um, the year that I came back to Mexico, I was studying my last year of training in the Barbara Bennett School of Healing. Yep. Uh, but because of everything that was going on at that time, you know, coming back from moving literally twice from one country to another yeah. in one year. And then I, I was not able to pass the school year that right. time. So that was a huge disappointment for me 
And when I, when the school ended, I had the sense that I had to find myself again. That oh, who I was, yes, that, that who I was, it wasn't being reflected with the things that I had on the outside. And I had a huge desire to find myself again. And then you so, found this book? Like literally well, I not think like- I read it. I had read it before, but you know, like a few months um, after, I don't remember the exact details. Interesting. But it I- was in, in, in about that time. And I really, I felt that I really needed to, co- to connect back to myself. So I had to do a search and I had to start from my things outside, you know, it was going from the outside to the inside. I love that. I love that, that metaphor. Um, mm-hmm. And I sort of started, it's interesting because I was definitely in a chaotic space inside when I first read the book and it was on the beach one summer and we were on, we were on like a 10 day vacation with my parents and my kids and we weren't that far away from home. So I was reading this book on the beach and I read it pretty quickly. Like it's a pretty easy read. Yes. And I just felt so compelled that I needed to do it right away that I literally was like, you guys, I know you can handle life without me for 24 hours. I'm going to get in the car and I need to go home. And I literally came home for like 24, 48 hours and did the clothes portion of it. Wow. Um, Because I just like, I I was so pulled toward it. And one of the things I think she says, and then I want us to go through and sort of highlight some of what our favorite parts were. But I think one of the things she says is that you have to get, you know, that, that sometimes if people are around you who also are affected by your stuff, it's harder to do the process. So I was mm-hmm. just like, I could be alone in the house and nobody could like say, but I gave you that shirt or, but I love that shirt on you. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go. <laughs> so that was yeah. my sort of first foray into it. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do and why I'm so excited that you're here is I thought that we could just like bounce off of each other some of the important things that mm-hmm. we took from the book. So one of like the biggest ahas for me for starting was that you really had to go all at once because up until that point, because I like you balance a lot, I was always like, okay, in the house, you do what you can every day. Like, so mm-hmm. it was sort of like, you know, 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there. And that was hard for me. Like if I could never, the, in terms of like the cleaning out of stuff, Mm-hmm. I could never get it done. So like the with the clothes and just coming home and getting everything out of my closet, I even got everything out of like the hall, any coat that was mine out of the hall closet, any scarf that was hanging, any bin in the basement, and I put them all in one place mm-hmm. and just committed to living with that pile until I got rid of what I needed to get rid of. And that was huge for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it. You did it more with people around you at all times, right? So how, yes, did, how did you do that to. part of it, the all-in-one part? <laughs> well, I just told them, you know, I'm going to go clean through my stuff. Um, if you guys want me, you know, want to do the same also with yours, I invited them, but of course they ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went through my pile and just started to go. I also did the same thing. I put everything on my bed and I was like, okay, let's go one by one. Yep. And I could feel actually that I had a, a hard time. She tells you to connect with every part you know giving a thank you giving a sense of appreciation yeah for everything which is something that I really like because it helps you also change your perception about how you use your things yeah and how they're serving you 
Well, let's so go they, over that. Let's go over that for people yeah. listening a little bit. So basically it's that when you, let, we're, let's just use clothes as an example, because that's where mm-hmm. we both started. So you have your pile of clothes and you get out a shirt and I'm, you can interrupt me if I'm saying this wrong, sure. but then you, you pick it up and you just experience it, right? Like you experience the shirt or the sweater and whether it gives you joy and it's, mm-hmm. it sounds really weird and it was hard for like the first 10 things. But afterwards, you sort of start to feel like I would feel my hands getting warm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if something, if I really liked something, I mean, you could sort of feel like the no feeling towards some things. Like it was, if you just trust yourself, it was, it was actually quite easy. And then the part about appreciating, I think, was that then if you decide you don't want something, you basically th- say thank you to it for giving it your, its time or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Yeah, so uh, I did that, and I actually did. Well, I started with my clothes, then I also did uh, my uh, my books. Like as, as she meant, I I followed the guidelines that she suggested, and uh, it took me a while. Actually, it took me several months to go over it. But so, how I did started, you do that in your yeah. family? Like, tell us, like, so if you did your clothes, did mm-hmm. you? How like if that was going to take you longer than a day? How did that work out, like logistically? Well, and, uh, I didn't, when I used my clothes, I actually did it in one day. Yeah. What I meant is that I, I didn't do my whole house, right. like every single category in one day. Like right, I, right. I that split would be hard. that. Yeah, no, I split that. So whenever I had a chance, I will say, okay, this is my time to tackle, I don't know, uh, office supplies. So this is my time to tackle yeah. uh, books. So this is my time to tackle whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And when I did my clothes, I also did my shoes. So everything that has the, and my jewelry, I think I also did at the same time. I don't remember. Yeah. But what was interesting about it is that it started to show me what I really enjoy having mm. and putting on top of me. You know, it's, it's like, it was really the textures that I enjoy. It was really the, the kind of clothes that I really like, the colors, the textures, the fabrics. Um, like for example, for my jewelry, I love sparkles. So anything that shines, I kept everything that doesn't shine. It was, you know, if, if it, I didn't really like it, I put away. Interesting. And for clothes, anything that's soft, anything that's warm, anything that's cozy or things that have nice, bright colors. Yeah. And would, would you think you would have made that choice differently before you were tuning in in this way? Like what would you have thought you liked before? Yeah. I mean, before that, I, I am an extremely practical woman. So yeah. before that, I will have said like, okay, this doesn't serve. This serves me. This I can combine with this. This I can combine with that. So it will have come more from a logical mental aspect, yeah. which is my engineering mind. Yeah. Rather than, you know, what is it that I truly enjoy? What is it that truly reflects who I am? What is it that truly it's, uh, it's something that I like to wear, that I feel comfortable with? Yeah. Interesting. And it's it for me, I was surprised that some of the like more f- maybe fashionable things didn't spark joy for me. And it really ended up being more about texture and feeling yeah. and less about cut, <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense, which really, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was not what my logical mind yes, would have yes. said. Yeah. 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 And that, and also as I was going through the method, it also started showing me what is it that I really like. Like, for example, my books, when I started cleaning it up, I actually let go of all my engineering books because I'm not, I don't enjoy reading that material. I yeah. love practicing it. Yes, yes. I, I am because I'm very intuitive. So I like practicing and, you know, finding out how things work. 
Um, but reading about it doesn't bring me too much joy unless, you know, I have to do it for work stuff. Right. But Interesting. all the, the, the books that were left were about spirituality, were about um, exercising, because I'm also personal training and group exercise. Mm-hmm. And they were also about arts. So things that were left out were also showing reflective parts of my personality. You know, like I was very physical and I love exercise and moving. I also love the spiritual part and the inner growth part. Yeah. And I'm also very artistic. So I left all my arts and craft supplies. Yeah, I love that. And well, let's quickly go through just so everyone listening can know. So basically she outlines, I, th- I think the, the, the two important parts of what we've been sharing is one, I think a lot of us, tend to have learned to clean by location. So like, Mm -hmm. let's clean the bedroom or let's clean out that drawer. And you know, sometimes I even say that to this day. I think we might've shared that on the podcast last week, but in her method of like really, and, and we can get into this in a sec, the difference between tidying and cleaning, but in this like big clean out that you do, that you don't have to do every year by any means, it really lasts for a long time. It's location is mistakes, so really doing it by things. And the, the order that she recommends is to start with clothes, then to go to books, then to go to papers, then to go to what she calls kimono, which is basically like everything else in your house, um, and then tackle the sentimental stuff last. And for me, that really actually was freeing because at the time that I was um, – at the time I did this and really started with my clothes, what was actually weighing on me was photographs. And so like the idea that you didn't have to start with that was kind of like, I loved that. Yeah. 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 I, I actually have not even got to that place uh, yet. Because that part is not just myself. You know? Yeah. That when you get into the sentimental part, I can definitely do it for me and I can definitely, uh, you know, do the cleaning if it's just items that relate only to me but in sentimental things especially if you go to photographs and things like that that involves also the rest of the family so it wouldn't have to be a decision that just comes on my own and that's why i mostly have had to put that aside have you watched the netflix show oh yes i love it i know yes it's actually yeah go ahead i actually got her second book the spark joy Mm. uh I don't know if you have had a chance to read it, but that goes a little bit more into detail. Um, you know, how to, once you do the decluttering, how to organize things or, yeah. you know, like it tackles more a little bit of the details that you probably don't have a good grasp on from her first book. Is that so, like the one that has a lot of pictures of folding? Yes. I think I have folding it. Folding yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Actually up to date, my clothes are folded that way. Yeah. Same with <laughs> mine. You know, it's really helped to have everything. Yeah. Vertical is that how you would say it's like your shirts instead of being stacked, you can see them all. And I, yeah, my kids fold their clothes like that too. Now, actually, that was sort of a a, a spillover effect. Yeah, (laughs) no, my things, my kids think that I'm still crazy, so they (laughs) (laughs) they haven't done it yet. Yeah, they just ignore me, but that's fine. I did find I, I do find that that is helpful. About there's two things I think about the show that are helpful for anyone who's like listening and has read it and was a little skeptical. Cause I think the two hardest parts, well, I didn't find this, but I know a lot of people who read it thought she sounded so strict and mm-hmm. I've heard people say she sounds mean. 
And if you see her on this show, she is like the kindest, she's like a monk, you know, she's like the kindest, yes. gentlest person. Yes. So that, that is very helpful. But the other thing that was really helpful about the show was just understanding. And the two shows I saw, the kids were a bit littler than ours, but mm-hmm. it was, it was interesting to see how the family circles, you know what I mean? Like what it mm-hmm. looks like in a family. I thought that because in the book, that was a little hard for me. Like I was like, okay, I yeah. get to the kitchen what do I do with like the waffle maker that doesn't work and I don't really want, but somebody else is attached to, you know? Yes. But the difference with that is that at least, for example, in the, parent, the, 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 the shows that I have seen with the parents is that they both are in agreement that they need help. Yes. And they bring her in. Yeah. So that makes a huge difference. Like in my case, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so in my case, I can't. Yeah. So that's, that's part of the thing. And, um, but she, she also has a, it's not that she's mean that she's portrayed in the, or like very, um, let's say it's not strict. No. How can I say this? Like obsessed. Yeah. She's not obsessed about cleaning. She just really finds joy in keeping things organized and neat. And she says that actually in her books, that is something that she has always been looking for and searching and trying to improve since she was a little girl. You yeah, know, going all through the magazines and everything like that. And she's just, she's very firm and kind at the same time, which I love about her personality. And one of the things too that I really, really, really enjoy, especially now that I was able to see her doing it, is connecting first to the place. Mm-hmm. Because she is creating there what we call in Barbara Brennan a sacred space. Yes. And in the sacred space, you're literally, you know, getting in touch with your surroundings and being more in contact with your surroundings, like, okay, where things follow, flow more naturally, where things can go better in here. And you cannot find the place where things belong to unless you're able first to move all the clutter out. And then the natural pace for that stuff just appears. And it's not, it's not a logical thing. It's how you use them, how you need them. That's yeah, I love that. And, first. and so it's like discard. Well, that was one of the things that I really um, appreciated about her and was different than what I understood or mm-hmm. like would think first was just that whole idea of really discarding everything first, getting everything out of the house. And you, it's interesting because I am pretty minimalist. Like when I look at the show, I'm like, God, thank goodness I never had that much stuff. But, mm-hmm. but like, but being minimalist, I still, but you know, bins had gone downstairs. Like I had been a a heavier weight after kids. I had been a smaller weight before kids. I had like saved clothes from when I got married. Like, you know, there was a lot of clothes downstairs. Yeah. And so I got rid of like trash bags of clothes. Yes. And I was super surprised that I had that much. Yes. 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 I, yeah. I definitely at the moment thought I wore like the same three things all the time. <laughs> now I realize like mm-hmm. all you need is those same three things in your closet, but the discarding yeah. first and like the idea that the end result, the organization doesn't have to do with like the pretty bins. Like it's really functional. Yes. It's really interesting to me. Cause like, and when she comes in, she just comes in with like shoe boxes and like random, like she's yes. not going and spending millions of dollars at the container store. It no, just works. no. If you see the show, you actually are going to see that there's actually no new furniture or no new boxes or um, I, I almost didn't see anything that people bought specifically for doing their storage. They were using what they already had. Yeah. And uh, when I did my cleaning, I also let go and it was just my stuff. 
you know, yeah. like stuff that I, that I would use. Like, for example, things for the kitchen, since I am the one that does the cooking and everything and how things work over there, I said, okay, I take ownership of that. So I do the cleaning also of the kitchen. But I think I threw away about 15 bags, 15 yeah. trash bags. And they were, most of them were donated and uh, boxes of books and everything. And two years after that, we actually moved from uh, Waltham to Lexington. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how easy moving was. Mm-hmm. I love that. How easy it was to transition from one place to another. And I use her method actually to put things in place. Where do you belong to? How are this, you know, how can, um, how can I find a more natural flow in here? Which I think follows kind of a Feng Shui, um, feng shui mindset. Yeah. Yes, Feng Shui yeah. mindset. Uh, so I was going through it and my friends actually, when they came over for the house for dinner, that I invited them, they said like, wow, it looks like you've been here in your house for a while. It feels like home. I'm like, yep. Everything <laughs> has its place. <laughs> yes. And it was very easy. I was so calm through the process when except, you know, in the closing and things like that. But anyway, uh, I was so calm in the process. Things were so easy to move. We actually were able to move everything that was, uh, you know, books and clothes and everything. We actually did it ourselves. And we just let the big moving company to, um, because we were moving, you know, from a small town to another town yeah. nearby. Um, so we were able to do a good part of it, which also saved us a lot of money. I love that. Yeah. And what have been some of the other, what have been some of the other things that you've noticed on the other side of, of doing this? I am so much calmer. Mm. It brings me a lot of joy and peace to think, see, to see things, you know, and uh, in their place, and also to know where I can find stuff, like my kids and all the things for the office. For example, I will have envelopes in one place, and more envelopes in another place, and uh, pencils in another place, and more pens in here and there. I put everything together in one place. And I, I think that's the only thing I bought, just a stack of beans to yeah. uh, uh, those sliding beans for uh, office in a nice, pretty colors. And I put that in the closet. So you open up and everything is labeled. You can find pens here. You can find extra pencils here. So you don't have to, you know, be tossing around or, you know, trying to go, where on earth did I live that stuff? <laughs> So that's extremely pleasant. And also opening up and seeing like everything it's in groups. Like here is all the pencils, here's all the scissors, here is all the colors, here is whatever. Well, and it sounds like then people in your house, even though they didn't totally buy in, know where to put things back now. So Well, it, one uh, thing is they know where to put things back when the other thing is that they do put them back. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We all, we all have kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So is there anything else, like are there any other um, strategies from the book that really stuck out to you that you think um, is worth implementing in people's lives? Being grateful for your things, I think, is a nice way to, um, even if you're not getting rid of them, mm-hmm. like, you know, every time I go to my car, I usually say, you know, thank you to my car for bringing me back and forth. That mm. helps a lot, especially now that. that I'm doing a, you know, a long drive. I feel that helps you. And if you pay attention, it does change the way you handle whatever thing you're being grateful for. Yeah. And uh, how you feel about it. 
and you may notice actually things can last longer that way too. Yeah, I love that. Um, one of the things that really stuck out to me recently in watching the show, which I guess I had lost track of. So I <laughs> cleaned my closet out. I guess it's been like three years, three years ago. And it's amazing how it's stayed. Like it's, yep. really, it's really striking to me. And, and everything's now in my, I have a closet and two drawers that are part of a bureau and everything's in there summer and winter. Like it all fits I yes. have extra space. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just amazing to me, but wash is something that, you know, when my kids were little, I actually had some help with cause the babysitter used to help me fold clothes and it's something that got a little bit overwhelming. And then now I, you know, have the kids actually help fold clothes. Like I'll dump them on the bed. But in watching that show, I realized that I'm missing this mindful part of it that mm-hmm. um, it's so, I just watching the show just to watch her fold people's clothes. I think it was the one with the, the couple who had two little kids mm-hmm. and um, she was just so overwhelmed by laundry. And by the end of it, it was just, it was like meditation folding yeah. the laundry. And I, I lost that a little bit. So I was so excited to be reminded of that last month that just mm-hmm. like folding clothes can be, it's an amazing practice and yes. more time to give gratitude to those things that we cleaned out, even if we yes. don't Yes. The other thing too that I got from the show as a, a reminder that she was not imposing anything to anyone, mm. uh, which is, I think, probably why I'm getting, you know, a fight back from my other family members. She simply loves doing that. Yeah. And I do too. Yeah. You know, it's a, I, I like order. I love getting things organized. Well, you know me, you know, I've, I've been organized a lot of things, you know, yeah. you know not just no, you clothes. Were super I organized. organized. She's getting all the moms together. We, we've all gone <laughs> off to different schools. So yes, you were very organized. I love that. Yeah, so I'm organizing a lot of levels. So I love that. I, I like that. So it's a good reminder. Now I need to practice myself. It's like, it's not for getting things perfect, which it can be that's the, the negative aspect of it, you know, yeah. trying to get things perfect. And so, yes, that's when you start feeling tension. That's when you start feeling anxious. It's yeah. And for everyone listening, part of it. I am not organized by nature. So what I am is I like the look of something minimalist and clean, but that used to mean that I would like, if some, I would throw everything in a closet and shut the door <laughs> so that it would just like, so that the space we saw would be clean. So it's interesting that this method really does work for, we have slightly different personalities when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, because you know, my creative mind is definitely, I don't have an engineer's mind. I have like the, the artist's mind who's always collecting stuff. And so that it's, but it's totally worked for me as well. So I love that. Did you Mm -hmm. do the, um, did you do the thing when you walk in the house and you put your wallet away? Have you, have you done that part? Not yet. Yeah. Um, because I I'm, love I'm, that. Yes. I, yeah. I like that too. I haven't found a place where it can fall in yeah. naturally. Yeah. And, uh, but I would say like keeping my kitchen clean most, most times there, you know, I, it's not perfect. It's working yeah. for me. So I'm, I didn't do exactly everything in the detail that she got into. But I, one thing I'm noticing now, because I did this several years ago, is I'm starting to see clutter again starting to pile up. So it's like, after seeing the show, I'm like, it's time to do it again. Yeah. It's time to do it again. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to say that I got as many clothes as I had before, because holy cow, I had 
closets full of just my stuff. Like yeah. my poor husband just had a tenth of the space <laughs> that I had. And now it's not. Now we're even. Now yeah. we're equal. But I can see that I'm starting to put things in a lot. So I'm, I, um, I know also from the healer's perspective that I'm starting to cling into something where I'm having a hard time letting go. So I need to mm. dive into that. I love that part she says in the book because I think she says that as we let go of these things that are like, you know, just in our present life, we're actually healing any things from the past. Yes. Which I love that, you know, metaphor that literally like holding on to that tchotchke from our grandmother that we hate. Yeah. Is like holding mm -hmm. energy. Yes, it is. It's holding energy and it also can make you confused. And the thing that I want to face is like, why am I getting so much things? What am I trying to fill up? What yeah. part of myself is feeling empty that's trying to fill it up with so much stuff? And that can be scary to face. Yeah. Um, though I, this process, I feel like holds that nicely, you know? Yes. Like it's, it's a nice method to hold that energy. So that's a good to end on. Thank you, Lilia. Thank you for coming and having this conversation with me because sure. I didn't want to do it alone. <laughs> no, 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 no. And yeah, also know for whoever is listening that will be interested in doing the method that you don't have to go through everything at once. It yeah. does help like to go through it, let's say every weekend and just mm-hmm. start doing your things so that you can also gain the momentum and don't stall yourself so you keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not. Um, the more relaxed that you are into it and the deeper you dive into that part, it's a lot of work. It's definitely a lot of work, but the results are amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that show, yeah, the show shows you examples of that. Yeah, no, I love that. The only thing I would warn people about the show is that the people in the show were picked because they have a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have quite as much stuff as anyone on the show, yeah. and it's, and, but it's still been so, so super helpful. And the clothes were my first step, but I love that idea of moving forward every weekend because actually you inspired me because I did the clothes mm-hmm. and then I did the books that summer. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I think I ran into you once school started mm-hmm. and I was like a little overwhelmed because the next one was papers. And Mm -hmm. so what I started doing was then I started compartmentalizing and it's like, okay, so for today I'm going to tackle like all my office papers. And then, Mm -hmm. then I got to the point where it's like, today it's just about spoons, (laughs) you know? So it's like, once you get into the stuff, you can really silo it. So it's, you know, a small, smaller amount of stuff. Exactly. Um, So you can pace yourself. Yes. Yeah. So I love that, but I love always moving forward. Well, thank you so much. I know you have somewhere you have to go. So thank you for tuning in with us for this. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mia. At the end of every episode, we go through three doable changes so you can take what you heard and put it into action. Now, I debated not to do this for this episode because there is a worksheet that goes along with this episode and the whole decluttering series, but we couldn't resist, so we did it. Now, remember, when you hear these doable changes, they're not meant to take on all at once. They're meant for you to choose one that really resonates Draw a line in the sand and really plan for that one thing for a full week. Make it fit into your life, into your schedule, a lot different amounts of time and really try different things to make it happen. All right? That's the deal. Not everything because everything 
just gets derailed eventually. But one thing at a time really can turn into habits. All right, so here is doable change number one, set intentions and make a plan. So this one is about using that worksheet that you can go download on the show notes that will really take you through this process. And you have to decide how you want to feel in your home in this process and make a plan of the specific things that are going to get you there. And some of that may be gathering information and the workbook has lots of different ideas. I say workbook, but it's a worksheet. It has lots of different ideas, but a lot of it will be blocking out time to do different tasks, and we talk you through that in this worksheet. So doable change number one is set intentions and make a plan and use the worksheet that you can download at the show notes to make that happen. Doable change number two is start with your clothes. This was hugely impactful in my own life. Pull all of your clothes together from all the different places and go through them one by one. You hold each one by your heart and you just notice how much you appreciate it. And you appreciate it no matter what, but you really notice if it sparks joy or if you're not really like jiving with it anymore, if you don't really want it. And follow your gut reaction. Don't all of a sudden let your mind involved and think, oh my gosh, does it fit me? Will I ever fit in it? I should like this. It was expensive. And just let go of the things that spark joy. Even if your practical side sees a use for them. And when you go through that whole pile on your bed, you will start to get the hang of this. It's a little bit tricky for the first 10 items of clothing. Because this is a new kind of thinking, a new kind of process. But as you get into it, you will literally sense the energy in your body and you will know what to keep and what to let go of. It's really interesting. And Lily and I talk about both of our experiences with this and how much it just changed how our closets have made us feel over the past couple of years. Number three, pick a category each weekend. So if you're going through this KonMari method, it's really important to go through step-by-step. And in this case, step-by-step for her is really going through by category, not location. So it's starting with the clothes and then going maybe into accessories and then books. And we lay this out in the episode and she also lays it out in 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 her book. So pick the category that you're on and schedule a block of time to work through it each weekend. This does take a little bit of time and effort. If you want to be inspired, a good part of this experiment might be going and checking out the Netflix show because that really got me wanting to even go at this again, even though I had already done it a couple of years ago because I sort of stopped when I got past papers. So I still got this whole area of my house that has to do with mementos and things that I might treasure that I need to deal with and papers. Those are the two things that I didn't fully do. Actually, my brother asked me for wedding photos the other day and I was like, if I had done that part, I would actually know where those are. So you could try clothes, that would be the first thing, then books, then papers, then cooking stuff, which may not all be in the kitchen. And that's why it's really important to figure out category by category, office supplies, craft supplies, sports equipment, and just remember to leave that sentimental stuff to last. 
and pull all the stuff from one category together and then you just work through it. And if you do this a little by little each weekend, you will Marie your whole house over time. Doesn't that sound exciting? So this week you might start to tackle one category and as you do that, you'll you can start setting aside time in your calendar for future weekends. So as other stuff comes up, maybe, just maybe, you say no because you need that five hours to do this work because you know on the other side of it how amazing you will feel. All right, you guys, that is a wrap for this episode. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.